today's session, she's going to give a broader context, starting from the time we're in currently and leading up to how we're going to draw what we can from the Gita in today's world. So I'd like to sincerely thank Ragini Anand, member for being here today and taking the time out to do this with us. We're really, really grateful. I would also kindly request everyone to keep themselves muted so that there is no disturbance of any kind. Thank you so much, Ragini, and I now hand the floor over to you. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, fantastic. I'm so sorry that uh, I had a little bit of a glitch, but I think we're uh, over that now. Thank you, everyone, for being here. I don't know if I've already been introduced, uh, but I will assume that I have. I'm very excited to be here and on this major cosmically significant day. Um, I, will, I will expand on that uh, as I speak. What is the significance of today? Well, it is a solstice day. And then there is a major conjunct happening in the sky as well as we speak. So let's speak first about significance of the solstice. It is the longest night and the darkest day. But what does that mean? Metaphorically, I suppose, there's something to do with light. We rely on both external light given to us by the sun, but we do have such a thing as an inner light. Now, light is also seen symbol of consciousness, our inner light. And in all the sort of scientific studies of our existence that we have come through ignores this idea of consciousness as our inner guiding light. And so as I speak to you today on this solstice day, I want to take that metaphor of the light a step further. Now, Imagine that you have five outer lights in, in the shape of a candle. So you have five external lights. Um, one is called love, one is called peace, one is called kindness, faith, perhaps compassion. And these lights and candles have been burning for us for a long time. And Often they're burning and they're kept alight. But let's assume that for some reason, wind blows and blows the love candle out. Then comes another wind of comparisons. We are always comparing ourselves with each other. And that blows the peace candle out. And we feel very agitated and um, aggressive inside and our inner space is left unpeaceful. We may have then the wind of greed blowing. Greed to have something that somebody else has 
or something more than somebody else has, and the kindness candle blows out. Then we have the wind of competition blowing. You're competing to be your best, and you are you're measuring your competition against some friend or family or something. Begins to blow out your faith candle, and then you are enveloped with jealousy sometimes. And that wind of jealousy can blow out your compassion candle. So all our outward candles begin to either wane or get completely blown out with these negative forces, what we call negative energy, that takes the goodness of the light out. Now there is always, always, always an inner candle, what we call consciousness. And that candle I like to see as our hope candle, a candle that is always either dimly lit or it's ferociously burning because our hope is so high that, you know, it's, it's just totally ignited. Now, what's happening today, unfortunately, with the economic meltdown and the pandemic and the news and that hope candle is beginning to flicker. I would like to kind of suggest that there is a sort of a worldwide spiritual emergency because if that hope candle does blow out, it, it really is the end of our existence as we know it. That's when we, when we allow such things as mental disorders and taras you know, suicidal thoughts, we, draw, we, we turn to alcohol or drugs or too much TV, such things as that, or we may be committing slow suicide or fast suicide if that hot candle goes. And most of us, I'd like to think the ones that are here seeking, are actually turning towards spirituality, that inner light. Now, we all know that our future is very unpredictable today. It cannot be known. We are feeling it over the world. We do not, what's, we do not know what's going to happen next, whether we will be allowed to fly to India, not fly to India, whether we will be able to walk the streets, not walk the streets, whether we will have food on our um, supermarket shelves or not. COVID, the pandemic, has created, even in first world, such as the UK and Europe and America, a spiritual emergency. Now, the spiritual practice is no longer a luxury. It's become a necessity. I think uh, if you were to be able to speak to me right now, you'd probably all agree that it is a necessity. The ego that is concerned with me and mine has lost its effectiveness as an organ of consciousness. It's no longer relevant. Okay, It has enjoyed for many, many decades, maybe even centuries, the sense objects and the pleasures of the outer world. The ego has had a field day. It is so well fed that now it's beginning to panic a little. 
as the outer world begins to melt down, literally melt down. Everything we knew as the outer world is beginning to just unfold. Whether it's family, whether it's friendship, whether it's money, whether it's security, whether it's health, all of those things are just completely um, gone or or insecure. So all of this, I would say there's two ways of looking at it. You can look at it and say, game over, or it's forcing us to ascend to our higher selves. Something that the scientific world has just ignored. What is the higher self? What is consciousness? Where is this hope candle? And uh, what we, you know, it, it would be great for many uh, in power to see that hope candle just fizzle out because that would mean that they can have more power and more control. But we must do everything in our power to keep that hope candle burning. We can either choose now to allow the wind of change to blow this last remaining candle out or we're going to ascend to a super consciousness state, which is where I think we are all being asked to evolve into. And I'm here, I hope, to help you keep that hope candle alight and would like to appeal to you to work on your inner world. Um, I think uh, with the grace of uh, the hours team, I have four sessions with you. This is my first and there'll be three following sessions where I hope to ignite your hope candle and together we can create an energy that will, you know, point us towards a new journey and keep our faith alive. Maybe rekindle some of those outer candles of love and faith and compassion as we go along. Now, I started my journey to the inner world from the outer some 20 years ago when the progressive lifestyle, the Western lifestyle, which is so progressive, and I've done all the wrong things and there's nothing wrong with doing the wrong things. The sex, the drugs, the alcohol. Yes, you would say, really? Are you going to admit that on a channel like this? Yes, I do admit. I've done all of those ugly things. And then it all culminated in an ugly divorce where I lost friends and family and name and fame and status and money and all the things in the outer world that we hold so dear suddenly began to melt down. And all those outer things that melted down feel very similar to the, to the things that are happening today in our world. So what I wanted to do is to draw from my you know, my first, if you like, um, foray in the, into the inner world, I, I, grappled, I started to look at things. I started to look at many, many of the um, great classics. Um, I looked at all the great classics and I started, um, of course, being of the Vedic tradition, looked at Bhagavad Gita. Now, Bhagavad Gita... I would say, is a source reference book 
that really does appeal to all types of individuals that we find on the on this earth plane whether you are mentally orientated where you're looking for logic then bhagavad gita will appeal to you you may be very heart centric and maybe you're a, you know you you you're led by the heart um if that is the case then bhagavad gita will also appeal to you and if you are like me a being led person who like to who likes to really you know look at um experiences wants to experience things that again bhagavad gita will be the thing for you so for me it's be it's become a kind of a go to place to look for solutions for any time whether it's happy time or sad time as as we as we find ourselves in today so as i was um walking today thinking of what am i going to say in this sort of first session to introduce the gita and to introduce if you like why i took this journey inward um something amazing happened this morning which was <laughs> which was my sign as i was walking with my husband um to, uh, doing our normal walk um which lasts about an hour um we noticed that there was a, a dustbin that had just been uh, you know spilled over it's a scene that you don't see very often here in the uk especially in west london where you know coffee cups and plastic bags and takeaway food bags were all strewn all over the all over the um floor on the pavement and my husband being um very anti you, you know seeing those sorts of sights he he kind of made a comment you know look at this you know this is really terrible and um which took me into a journey i always going into the inner world drawing from the gita i thought well what is our role in this okay so the very first thing that gita gita kind of had taught me is to what is my role in this and i as i questioned that to myself i thought well the alternative to seeing the waste on the streets is that you would you would put it in a bin bag in a litter can you would then have a lorry that takes it away then it would be sorted then it would be put in shipping containers to ship it to the philippines or wherever we'll take it then there will be international laws to protect it and there would be politics and courtrooms and fines for the innocent and rewards for the criminals and so on and on now what i see in this always is that both sides are wrong the ones that litter the the roads of our own world or those that litter the world of others world this kind of ours and theirs this kind of duality in nature is what sets us up to do karmic deeds deeds which are not dharmic but karmic in nature 
And what I realized as I was walking that we are always caught in this dual world and we keep on fighting with ourselves. This is right, that is wrong, this is right. But we never go inwards and say what is our role in this. So I think as this first session, I would like you to take just two minutes of your time now, if you may, to just think inwardly and, and maybe mentally pen down how you feel you have contributed to the bad that you see in the world. Where have you been irresponsible? Where have we been irresponsible in doing our duty? That's always a good start. The admission of taking responsibility for both the good that happens in the world and the bad that happens in the world is what I would call stepping up to this dharmaic way of thinking. Now, it's very difficult to separate karma and dharma, but let's take two minutes if you can now. I'm going to be in silence. And you just think about that and dwell on that. If you look at the COVID world or the pandemic world or the, you know, the meltdown that we're seeing, how have we contributed to that? what we call the inner journey, the journey of looking at our inner world and asking profound questions. Now to add to this, today is also the great conjunct, conjunction that's happening in the sky of Jupiter and Saturn in Capricorn. Now you'd say, well, what's that got to do with anything? But the planets are very, very um important in the Vedic tradition to kind of um, align us to our true nature. They help us align to our true nature, which is eventually Dharma. So if you look at the, uh, Jupiter, Jupiter is the planet, the Guru planet. Guru teaches us Dharma. It, it, Jupiter is basically our Guru in the sky. And Saturn which is the other big planet, is to do with karma. Wherever we have not yet learned our lessons and karmically we've become a very, very, um, you know, uh, laden, then Saturn will dish out its own kind of lessons um, to us. So that's happening in the sky today as we speak. And those two planets have have been, they, they haven't been that close in the sky for the past 800 years. Now, those who look at these sorts of conjunction and look at, you know, what it's going to spell, 
we are being asked to look at a new timeline. Okay, this is the day we are asking, we are being asked to recalibrate ourselves, to go into completion, to do some karmic cleansing, to become powerful, to remove some of our negative patterns, the judgments that we have, the worry that we have, the anxiety that we have inside us, the stress and all the powerlessness that we feel. That is the great opportunity, I would say, that we are, we are seeing today in the sky and we need to align to that. So how wonderful that we're starting this journey today on, on this sort of cosmic event. So the next question is, what is karma and what is dharma? And who is going to teach us that? Well, I'd say that Bhagavad Gita is a very safe and quick way to differentiate between what would be seen as a karmic pattern and what will be seen as a dharmic pattern. The way I'd like to say, kind of um, talk about this is that there are differences in truths. Uh, there was a very great quote by Niels Bohr. He said, the shallow truth is when the opposite is untrue. And the deeper truth is when the opposite is also true. So he's talking about this dual world that we live in. Both are true. Black is true and white is true. But the Dharmaic truth is beyond both of those dual truths. I'd like to add is that it is the truth that's, that can never be contested. It's kind of linked to the cosmic truth and our alignment to that cosmic truth. So I would like to say that, you know, Bhagavad Gita would be a great source um, to start our journey in understanding the difference and we are exactly as Arjun found himself in that story where he was totally lost and confused. And he was, you know, in this collective consciousness of karma that he found himself in. And he wanted to redream and return to God consciousness and become like Krishna, perfected, so he can redream a new world. And I think we're in a similar state that we are all becoming Arjuna's and asking our inner selves the questions of how do we redream a new world? The world is exhausted. The world is melting down. We have taken freedom and sanity for granted. But suddenly that freedom and sanity is gone. So our inner world is in turmoil. And we cannot rely on the outer world any longer. We must retreat, retreat inside, go inwards. And we must stop resisting that. And in the next few sessions, I would like to introduce the Gita a bit more and, and why is it relevant for us at this junction in our time. And hopefully that will help us keep the candle of hope lit in us 
and we can move forward to our next plane of evolution and move together. So at that, I'm going to um, end my session and hopefully open the floor for some questions. And I'd just like to add that I'm not an expert in all the Shastras of the Vedic tradition. I'm simply a user of the Shastras that allow me to navigate my life in what I feel is a better, better way of living. Living in a happy state, in a powerful state, rather than a depleted and confused state. And if you are in a similar situation, then um, the Gita is the quickest pill that we can all take together to see what each of the 18 chapters are revealing to us at this time. It is eternal and in every time slice, it will have something relevant to say for that time slice. And during this time slice, as we navigate it, we'll see different gems that we can draw upon and apply. It's all about the practice because unless we practice, it's just going to remain words in book in the book and, and not have any effect in lighting our candle of hope. <laughs>